Well, in Zechariah chapter 10, in verse 1, it reads, Ask ye of the Lord rain in the time of the latter rain. So the Lord shall make bright clouds and give them showers of rain to every one grass in the field. And I would like to just spend a few moments thinking about that phrase, Ask ye of the Lord rain in the time of the latter rain. Ask of the Lord rain. This is the command of God. This is the invitation of God for us to ask the Lord for rain. And I find it interesting that you know, even though we believe very heartily that God is a sovereign God and He does whatsoever He wills, He has pleased Himself to choose the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. But He also has chosen the means of prayer to execute His will. Um, and He says here, Ask ye of the Lord rain. The Lord could send rain without our asking, but he chooses to respond to the prayers of God's people. And that's why we are here. We are here to ask of the Lord rain. He is a responder. He, he will respond to our praying. He will bring the answer in response to our asking. I, I just want to, it's a very simple point, almost too simple to, to keep repeating like this, but I think it's worth our getting the point that God works in response to prayers. And though we may grow weary in our praying and our asking, this is the God-ordained means by which He does His great works. Ask ye of the Lord rain. And I want to spend a little bit of time talking about this latter rain. It goes on to say, Ask ye of the Lord rain in the time of the latter rain. The Bible makes reference to the former rain and the latter rain and in an agricultural context, you have the time of sowing where the seed goes into the ground and hopefully there is a former rain where that seed, when it is first planted, goes into soil that's moist and that is full with rain and where it can be received by the earth and the roots can go down and it can have a good start. That's the former rain. But then... When the summer months come, the plant continues to grow, and through the heat of the burden of the day, it grows, and you may have mercy drops and showers of blessing here and there, but it's going largely in the strength of that former rain. And as it continues to grow, then as it gets near to the time of harvest, you're praying for the latter rain. You're praying for one final shower of rain to come so that right before harvest, the fruit that's going to be picked will be plump and juicy and full of, full of good health. 
And uh, that's the latter rain. And when, <clears throat> in the context of harvesting, that's a, <clears throat> it's a wonderful thing when you have the former rain and the latter rain right before harvest. And it's, it's similar in our own lives, I believe. I like to think of the former rain as uh, those times, perhaps when we were saved, when we were first saved, and the Lord came upon us in such a wonderful way. It was perhaps like a honeymoon experience with the Lord. We, we had wonderful times of tremendous growth, accelerated growth, fellowship. Perhaps we were in the Word constantly, in prayer constantly. I remember when I was a lot younger, uh, this was after I was saved, of course, but in my 20s is when I really see that time of the former rain in my life. There was a period, in, a few years in my 20s, when I had fewer responsibilities, but I had a lot of time to be in the Word, and I had a lot of time to go on these walks, especially at night, stare up into the sky, into the stars, and just think on the Lord. And <clears throat> it, was a, it was a period of tremendous fruitfulness in my own life, personally, uh, where Sermon Audio was born around that time. Um... A day or two ago, I put a link to the Pilgrim's Progress, that that audio drama we made during that time, and we we did a lot of other things, and it seemed like we just had the the energy of ten men to do it, and it wasn't it wasn't anything to us. The time of the former rain. But as we continue on in our life, we're asking the Lord for the latter rain. I'm asking the Lord. I have been asking the Lord personally for the latter rain. And it's basically an outpouring again of His Spirit upon our lives so that we might bring forth fruit. This verse goes on to say, So the Lord shall make bright clouds, I like that expression, and give them showers of rain to every one grass in the field. When the rains come, it makes everything come to life. There's fruit, there's harvesting, there's joy, there's life, just with the rain. And so that's what I've been praying for, the latter rain. I've enjoyed the former rain, and I was thinking perhaps there's some on this call who haven't really maybe enjoyed that former rain. But then there's plenty of us on the call who have enjoyed that, who understand what I'm saying, who have tasted of what I'm saying, and who want more. And um, I'm praying for the latter rain. The latter rain and the former rain. A reviving of our soul, a reviving of our usefulness in the kingdom right before the harvest. The Lord says, ask. Ask ye of the Lord, rain. It must be requested. It must be sought after. It's not an automatic thing where God will just give the rain like we expect in nature. We must ask. And we see that all over Scripture, of course. Ask, and ye shall receive. Ask that your joy 
may be full. You have not because you ask not, says James. We see Elijah, he prayed earnestly that it rained not, and it stopped raining, and then he prayed again that it rained, and it rained. But if you read back in the Old Testament, it says that he prayed seven times. There's a persistence here. Because we could say, well, we have been asking for the latter rain. That's what we've been doing for these 100 and however many days now. But there's a persistence that we learn about in Elijah. Seven times he prayed. James says that it's his earnest praying. Praying in his praying. We see others who have had to persist. Hannah, she prayed for years before her prayer was answered. But she persisted and she did not stop. And then we think of Zacharias and Elizabeth. They prayed for decades before God finally sent that angel and said, Thy prayers have been heard. Perhaps long since forgotten by Zacharias. But God did not forget. Decades later, the answer came. Persistence. So even though we don't see immediate answers, we have been praying, so you might say. But let's persist in praying. That's the challenge. Everyone can pray for something. But are we willing to persist for the latter rain? And we need to encourage each other to do just that. I get, I get weary. You get weary. We've had people drop off the call, drop in, drop off. It's not easy. And by the way, this is not meant to, uh, to try to say that we should be on here every day. Uh, this is obviously, this is, this is optional. But my point is that there is a persistence that we're taught in Scripture all over the place. And this is where it becomes challenging for us. Persist in asking of the Lord rain in the time of the latter rain. Thou art coming to a king, so says John Newton. Great petitions with thee bring. His grace and power are such none can ask. Ask too much. We want to see God working marvelous works in our day. We want to see the latter reign. We don't want to see God's name blasphemed. We, want, we don't want to see example after example of these high-profile, quote-unquote, Christians falling away, only to be telling the world, there is nothing to this Christianity. There are no miracles. Christianity is just like every other religion. Why should we allow the enemies of God to blaspheme like that? Like David, could we not say, is there not a cause? So Lord, send the rain. That makes all the difference. Ask ye of the Lord rain in the time of the latter rain. Expect great things from God. 
attempt great things for God, says William Carey. One final thing I'll just say that is some people look on this as strictly a prophecy, the time of the latter rain, ask of the Lord rain. Perhaps you might say, well, this is not this is not in the timeline of prophetical charting. Well, be that as it may, you know, I was thinking about that and people who will dismiss certain promises of the Bible because they don't fit in the prophetical timeline. Um, if you remember back in the time of Saul and David, you know, Saul had disobeyed the Lord, King Saul, and so Samuel comes along and says, you know, the kingdom, God has taken the kingdom from you. That's a fact. There's your prophecy. That's immovable. And yet, in the very next chapter, you have Jonathan and his armor-bearer. Even on the heels of that pronouncement, Jonathan and his armor-bearer were not willing to just sit back and say, well, the kingdom's gone. There's nothing we can do about this. There's no latter rain. He said, it may be that the Lord will still fight for us. It may be. And they were willing to make an attempt on the strength of that word, maybe. They weren't presuming, but they had faith. It may be. And yes, it may be that the Lord will still send the latter rain. Okay, yes. Men shall wax worse and worse. Yes, the evil is growing stronger. But it may be that the Lord will still yet send the latter rain. And it may be that the Lord will send it to us even personally, individually. Certainly that could be the case. They wrought a, a victory that day, that day, Jonathan and his armor bearer, even though Samuel had said the kingdom was going to be taken away. Friends, ask ye of the Lord rain in the time of the latter rain. May it be so. Amen.